Welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 64th episode. And today we are joined by the newly current 2021 3A Georgia State champion, Coach Trevor Flo from North Hall High School in Georgia. Um, Coach Hall, just a tremendous, uh, tremendous guy. It just been fortunate enough to meet this year and um, keep in contact with follows. You're a great follow on Twitter if you know not already following him at Trevor Flo. And um, currently, uh, he's been with the head coach at North Hall since 2018. Right now, he's got an overall record of 116 and 33. In 2018, they had a record of 24 and 7, made it the Sweet 16. Year two, finished 21 and 16, made it to the Final Four. Last year, of course, they have COVID. And then this year, takes them all the way and really guys into some unbelievable stories about the great team that they had. Um, don't even want to get into that. Don't even want to spoil that. But there are some great news about just the type of team that this guy put together and his staff. Before being the head coach at North Hall, he was the assistant coach under legendary coach Trent Mongero, who I've had on the show before. If you haven't seen that episode, please check that out. Just Coach Mongero, just a, uh, again, he had just recently retired. Now, uh, the Hall of Fame career, um, unbelievable coach. So Coach Hall got to learn from him because he is a constant learner. You'll see or hear about that throughout the show. And uh, just a little time I've got to spend with him this year, like he is he's a constant learner. You can tell there's no ego and continues to want to learn, wants to be the – Wants to be the dumbest guy in the room. Wants to just learn how to get his pad out and talk, take notes and see how everybody does these things. So he's just a constant learner. Uh, no ego. Wants to do this for the right reasons. Uh, just, a, just a dude. Um, but yeah, before he took over as head coach, he was uh, the assistant coach at North Hall. And in 2013, they also won a state, uh, the 3AC championship as well as an assistant coach with Coach Mongero. And I just had a, a, a great career, uh, and he's just getting started. So, um, but this today we get through, I mean, our conversation just flowed. We went through right away and got hit the ground running from uh, how things were within the postseason and and the differences between that. I don't think a lot of things are talked about with the differences between playoffs and postseason, playoffs and regular season play. Um you know, we all want to compete. We want to win it every, every win the days and, and all that's the same. Um, but there definitely is certain things that you're just going to do uh, differently. And you have to get guys prepared to get in these big lights when it comes to the playoff time. So he dives into some of those things and gets a little behind the scenes with what he does at North Hall and how he's really trying to grow better men. And uh, just, just it was just phenomenal stuff. And we hit the ground running, so I just want to get, get the ground one with you guys and Hope you guys enjoy it because I know I certainly I did and he helped me get better today. So, Coach Flo, I appreciate you, man. And so here he is. Enjoy the conversation. I certainly did. So, Coach Trevor Flo, North Hall High School. It's been uh, to relax and take a deep breath and not think about not wake up in the middle of the night thinking about scouting reports or how am I going to pitch this guy or. You know, what's my pitching rotation look like if this happens or where do I go? I mean, just just things like that that 
that are a lot more magnified in a big game situation in the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, it was an awesome accomplishment. I, I love it more so from the, the kids and community. Um, if anything, you, you know, I, I've had to back off texting them being like, you know, let's go back to work. Yeah. You know, just kind of, you, you know, I mean, it, it it's easier to fight like crazy and get to the top. It's a lot harder to stay there. Mm. So, I mean, that, that's what I want. And it's hard for a high school kid to understand that. And I want them to understand that. But there's a there's a balance where, you know, you, you want to look back and reflect and say, you know, they did a really good job and, and, and see their accomplishments and go from there. So Yeah, to definitely appreciate it. You know, value, like, those things are special, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's special. Like, no matter what it is, like, it's just – crazy special special run i'm sure you got the breaks you know and like things could have went the other way like that's just baseball but it went our way like i'm telling you man we ran we ran the gauntlet we uh we faced the two three four five in the state in our in our playoffs so Mm. and, and we we ended up drawing the number well what was the number one team in the state pretty much the whole playoffs i mean the whole season and then uh, they hit a stretch right at the end of the season. They dropped a third in their conference, which was a, a very, very deep region. Um, and then we ended up drawing them in the Sweet 16. Well, everybody pretty much predicted that to be the the one-two matchup. Right. Um, so that series, uh, I'll tell you what worried me about that series is I felt like we had to extend so much energy and there was such a high that I was worried – could we multiply that in the next round? You know, yeah. We see that through. So um it, it was fun. It was fun. That series, that series was awesome. Yeah. You know, you're playing big time high school baseball early on. Uh, yeah. I went to three games and, and we were fortunate enough to pull that one out. So it was fun. The ride was fun. Yeah, man. And honestly, like the more I got into like this, and I, I was just, I mean, honestly, super excited. I mean, I can't thank you enough, man, for like because like oh, I, I just true. I want to like I want to get better and learn today, man. So like right. I I honestly got into this. I'm like I'd love to hear your perspective now, like on how did you man like how are you managing like uh like that big time series versus like the regular season? Like was it different? Like how was your preparation maybe different? Or even like your in game stuff? Like hey, I, we got to right. do this differently. You know what I mean? Like just like to see what you thought there. Like see you know, I, I just I don't know, man. Like I, I was just like I said, I was super excited for that and just that's going to really help me get better. You know, like how, how did you make that? Like, was it different? Was it different managing the game, your preparation different for the postseason, those postseason series versus like a regular season game? Yeah, I think um, when, when I sit back and look um, and I like to look at successful programs and, and see, yeah. you know, what their runs look like. And, um, you know, Tim Brown's one of my good friends at Parkview and, um you know, several other coaches. And, and when I hear the thing I see about them is that it always seems to come together towards the end. So, so how does that happen? Really? And I, I look back and say, how does that, how does that happen? And I think um, I've learned a lot as far as you can't coach the regular season like it's do or die every single game. Okay. So 
you know, that's hard for me. I'm, I'm extremely competitive for real for me. Um, and, and it's been hard for me. It's one of the, it's probably the biggest lesson I've learned as a coach that you can't live and die on every out or, or, or every play that happens. So I've recently, <clears throat> I, I start, <clears throat> I print out a, a card stock um, that I always keep with me. I keep with me where I, whenever I'm on the field, the dugout, I always keep with me. And any learning point or anything that I see um, that can be a learning point offensively, defensively, um, I always, I'll take a note during the game. I write it down and, and, and I write it down and, and, and then I have a special column that is extended season. So basically these things are what could help us or break us in the playoffs. And I, and I'll put those to the side and I'll, I'll make a list of these are playoff atmosphere plays that we have to fix at some point. And, and that's kind of like a running practice log for me. Wow. So I, I'll keep those. And, and my goal is that, you know, I expect some of those mistakes early in the season. So I, I have those written down. And then my goal is that we shouldn't be making those same mistakes as we enter into the playoffs. So I, I want to cross those off the list. Uh, and I, and I, keep, I keep all those cards um, and make – notes on you know what was really cool is and in the one nothing win we had in the state championship game uh third game we won one nothing and and i i started a kid my game three starter who had only thrown six innings in the playoffs total Hmm. um and i started him and i had utmost confidence in in this kid and and what's cool about him and i told the story on the radio but um i received an anonymous letter when he was in eighth grade and somebody wrote and said, that kid is the worst kid you've ever kept. He'll never play varsity baseball. And, you know, he goes out and he throws, what, uh, six and a third inning in game three of the state championship, and he absolutely shoves, and we win one nothing. Um, and what was cool about that, my point being, is <clears throat> when I looked at that card at the end of the game, there's nothing written on it. Ah. You know, so – so I, I actually gave that to the kid's mom, and I said, you need to go home and frame this because it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. One game three of the state championship, uh, one nothing. So go home and frame this. And and now that was kind of cool just looking back because I know how much I've written on those cards early in the season. And uh, you ask the kids to get better. But I think it's a great reminder for us. If, if I'm going to ask a kid to get better, I, I need to be specific on what we're working towards. So, so that, that was for me visually just as a reminder saying, you know, we, we have to fix this. We have to fix this. Cause if I don't fix it and I don't ask them or show them how to fix it, then that's on me. You know, I, I can't go to a kid and be like, well, what are you doing? Well, did you, did you tell me coach? Cause that comes back to me as a coach, you know, and as a coach and staff. So. Uh, that was something I've changed. It's been really helpful for me. Just being able to put that extended column. So, like, do yeah, you? So, do you? Be able to look back. Right. So, do like do throughout the throughout the 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 regular season, you have a special column saying this is going to hurt us in playoffs if we do not fix this. 
Right. Uh, and things like, uh, you know, and, and what's huge is two strike hitting, two out hitting. And, and I go back to that a lot because, um, you know, competing, competing. I mean, we faced a, we faced a D1 guy. We faced a uh, Clemson guy. We faced um, a South Florida guy. We faced, Jeez. I mean, it, it, we're facing kids that are the kid that beat us in the state championship finished 14 and up. I mean, the kid we beat in game one was 10 and one with a 0.6 ERA. So when you, when you do those kind of things, the little things matter. Oh so yeah. Hitting, moving runners over, being able right. to do um, those little things that I would write on that card throughout the year in that column is going to, it's going to play if you want to play a long time in May. You know, and and we talk about that all all year. When we first start our bullpens, I have the pitchers write May on on their bullpen ball because we want to play in May. That's when mm-hmm. the most you know, and they keep those with with them. So, um, just little things like that. They're they're more of a a reminder to me uh, that, that if I have to do my part for those kids, if, if we want to be successful, mm-hmm. like that, write May on their bullpen ball. That means everybody's got their bullpen ball. You're going to write mail on it. That's freaking legit, man. It's like, it's like something like that. People could take that. That's a great nugget, man. Um, so when you get into like managing the game, like during, like when you, did you see any kind of differences between the way you had to manage, you know, it, the game itself when it came to the postseason play and, and your three game series? Yeah. Um, I think you have to look for, for any advantage that you might have. Um, and, and meaning, you know, uh, we do a lot of small ball, uh, and we, we look for holes and, um, we practice that a lot. So, you know, I want to know what the third baseman does. Uh, I want to know what his actions are like. I want to know uh, what his starting points like, you know, I, I want to know as far as does he start on his heels? Where's he, where's he at? And then I want to know arms. I want to know catcher's arm. Um, do they get lazy? Are they to their feet with a guy on third? Is there anything we can exploit? Um, it, it, where, where are they playing in the middle infield? Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they moving around? Are they stationary? Um, do they, because a lot of teams, you know, a left-hander comes up, we're automatically going to shade that way. Um, so are, are those things happening? Are they robotic? You know, um, What's the coach's signs look like? Is there patterns? I mean, anything I can possibly get, I, I want to know because it could come down very well to a play uh, positioning-wise. Um, our shortstop, perfect example, there's a guy on second, uh, sixth inning, two outs, uh, state championship game three. Um, they got a they got a batter up that we know by scouting reports hits a lot of ground balls uh, to the left side of the infield. Okay, so we shade our shortstop just a little bit. And he ends up making a – he lays out on a ground ball, keeps the run from score, and we get out of the inning. I mean, those mm-hmm. things are huge. I want to know those things. So right. um, it is. It's a game of inches at that level. And I think you have to play it like that um, when you get there. And that, that's that, – going back to what you said, I think it's a little different than the regular season. Yeah. Um, the regular season, you're trying to dial in some things and – um, infield wise, you know, the, the weather itself is a huge, 
uh, is a huge component because it's cold early in the high school season. I didn't think about that. Um, you know, kids are trying to get used to the weather and then on arms, you're trying to manage arms in, in, in the colder weather. So there's a lot of things that, that the, I guess the regular fan would not see that has to go into uh, managing how you would play the game. Mm-hmm. I also even feel like, and I got this from like a legend in our area, you know, um, but how the playoff games are faster, like especially at the high school level. Like they're just faster, right. more strikes, guys are swinging a lot of stuff. You know, like you have to slow the game down. You know, like guys get sped up pretty quick. You know, I thought that was pretty valuable information, you know, um, just with like taking pitches, trying to see a pitch, you know, your first at bat, just to kind of get yourself under control, you know, feel it, you know, just because the game can move fast. I'm not sure how that, you know, if that played a part, if you guys saw that or not, you know, because this was your first time, right? You guys, your first, this is your first state championship at North Hall, right? No, it's our second. It's the third one we've been to. Uh, it's our second in the last four years. Second last four years. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. You know, I, and I preach on this a lot. My kids probably think uh, I've lost my head, but that number in the E column um, is huge for me on wins or losses. Um, because like you said, when you, when you get to big time baseball, that number in the E column is not going to be big. Um, there's not going to be a lot of errors being made. You know, it's going to be clean, crisp baseball. Yeah. Little things matter. Um, and, and, and I told my kids, it's kind of like walking a high wire. Um, in a regular season, the, the wire is lower to the ground and, and you can make a couple mistakes and you're not really going to get hurt. Um, it, it's not going to, it's not going to kill you. Uh, but when you get into game three of a state championship series against a very, very good baseball team, that was something like 36 and four, um, then those little mistakes, you're walking a high wire with no rope, no, no net. You, if you, you mess up and fall, uh, you might not recover from that. So that's another way I think that regular season is different um, than, than deep playoff runs. Absolutely. No, that's cool, man. I love that. Like it's like a high wire. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, you got no rope, nothing. No. That's great. Yeah. No net. You know, and and that that number in that e column is huge. Yeah, speaking of that, man, because I know I know you're I know you're extremely. You know, you got such. I mean, the passion, man. We we talk because like we're very similar, man. I remember our, our conversation with the infield play. So I know you're like right. really really passionate about defense. You know, like so what. You know, when you talk about that, do you are there something that you also kind of have team goals within your within yourself, like of trying to get yourself where you know your guys will play that crisp baseball, like the, the, the defensively. I'm just thinking of like what do you value defensively to get your team to play real solid defense? Yeah, we um, you know, our goal as a team is uh, nine fifty fielding percentage. So you just keep it at that. So like you just can't like you're just goal. You just kind of keep like this is what we want to be. Right, as a team overall, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but we have our little things that we do within our position groups. Um, you know, our, our saying that we use in the outfield is no gaps. Um, and I think that 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 doesn't come into play in games. Um, I think that, you know, we started a week before school started this year in August um, on our defensive work, 401s and um Infielder, the feet of infielders. We really concentrate on 
you know, fielding with your feet. If you don't have good feet, you can't play the infield. Um, so how do we get those feet to work? And and I think that if you want if you want to be ready to play in games, then your preparation needs to be like you're playing in a game. So I can't get on the field and hit you a fungo at 50% and you field 50% of game feet. And then when you get in the game, we've done that because I think your um, your expectations as a coach, they turn into actions. So that's not the kid's fault. That's my fault. So the expectations from me as a coach, you know, I, I have to prepare that kid to play in the game. You just said it a second ago. The game speeds up in the playoffs. The game speeds up in, 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 huge, in huge games. So how do we keep the game from not speeding up for that kid? How can we make it so he's done that so many times at such a high level and such a high speed that he's just doing it? You know, and that, that's what we – that's our goal when we start. It really is. And and I – my expectation is 200 ground balls a day um, for my infielders. Uh, and, and we do that a variety of ways. And, and that's not 200 throws. Because if we are making throws, we're going to make throws full speed. Okay. It does us no good to get on the field and go through the motions and on a throw. Um, I would say, what what is it, like 60% of errors in high school are on throws. Right. So anytime we're throwing, we're throwing game speed. Um, and if you can't give me game speed, I don't want you throwing. I want, you, I want your feet uh, doing what they're supposed to do, and, and you're going through everything. And um, anytime, it doesn't matter if it's BP, uh, it doesn't matter if we're in four-on-ones, uh, whatever workouts we're doing, uh, you're either you're, you're giving me game feet preparation or you're, you're going to get out. I don't, I, you can't be there anymore. You know, I mean, either we're going to go because, like I said, my expectations lead to your actions. So you're going you're going to do it game speed because that's what I expect. I expect you to be able to to do it right in the game. So you're going to do it game speed or, or we're going to find somebody that will. You know, and, and I think um, I don't know, maybe Butch says it. That, you know, positions are rented, and that, that's that's really what it is. You, yeah. you, if, if they have to be rented, and I, I made a post not long ago on my Twitter account, um, I think it was something like, you know, you, you got to watch out for those teams that aren't scared to fight for positions. Yeah, they, hell yeah. They, you you got to watch out for those those guys that, that go every day, and they're saying, you know what, I, I this is my position. And they're okay fighting with each other on the field to win a position because you give me that kind of competition and practice and that kind of speed, and we can we can do something with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets better because of that. Mm, that's right. Healthy competition. So, so within that competition, is that something that you guys like to create? Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll go on the field with them. Um you know, and we'll set up the fungo man and uh, we'll, we'll challenge each other. We'll challenge each other and then we'll have a competition. And then I let them get uh, kind of creative with it. You know, I have a, a infield group that's really good. They, they put in the time for the last four years and, um, you know, we'll, we'll do every ESPN play we can possibly try. Nice. 
my shortstop and third base, and they have really good hands, and um, they'll field it and then flip it between their legs and then throw on the run. And I'm like, man, like, I can I can barely run at two steps to my left or right anymore. But um, you know, those kind of things that that challenge them to do things a little out of their comfort zone. I think that's good for them as well. And they responded to that. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think you're only as good as your group of kids probably. So I, I can't say that I have to brag on them because I have a, a great group, group of kids that's not scared to work. Yeah. You know, I mean, we go, we go weight room, long toss, four-on-ones, um, all of our aerobics, jump ropes, all of our stuff that we do. And that's, it ends up probably being four or five days for most of those kids a week and they put in the work. So, um, hopefully they'll look back and be like, you know, I'm a lot better now that I did that. And then I'll push the younger kids. At least that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that younger kids, man, thinking about that, like, do you guys, were you guys rolling to like how much of a uh, youth and maybe like stuff do you do like, Middle school. Is middle school baseball pretty big with, with North Hall? We have a middle school team, um, and, and they practice they practice and play on our field. Uh, so I get to see those kids in seventh, seventh and eighth graders. Yeah. See those kids in seventh and eighth grade. Um, you know, next year we're going to try something a little different where one day a week I, I have all those middle school kids, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Uh, I get to know them a little bit, and they get to learn our concepts and, and our expectations and uh, they'll be on the field with the varsity coaches and we'll get to know them early on and, and kind of try to start developing a little earlier because um, we have to develop our kids. Uh, I I don't have one kid committed to college on our state championship team. Really? Uh, yeah. So uh, they probably will be next year. But as of right now, there, there's not one kid that's a college signee uh, on our team. So that's, that says a lot about them. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, there'll, there'll be there'll be several next year um, that have earned it. Uh, and but right now, you know, we have to develop. Those kids have to be developed. And they have to mm. work. And if they're only as good as what their preparation and, and their willingness to work is. Mm. Oh, absolutely. So, like, will you do that in the fall? Like you're saying that one day a week? Would that be the fall in your fall right, year? Right. So I'll open up the weight room uh, for them to come in and start, um, you know, getting some baseball-specific stuff that we're, we're doing and see how we do it. And, um, you know, not every kid likes it. Not every kid likes it. So it's an opportunity for them to see what goes into the process um, if you want to compete at a state championship level. Mm-hmm. And – we, we've started – we have, like, a, a little junior Trojan program that we've started, and it reaches all the way down to nine-year-olds. Um, and I got that from Chan as well. So, so kind of my goal is from the time that they're nine and on, those kids that participate in there are, are wearing our logo. Mm-hmm. They come to our camps. They know our program. Um, they get to compete at a little higher level than rec ball. Um, if they don't choose to, to be in that program, that's fine. But the ones that do, um, you know, I think the more you play together as, as a team growing up and the more you know the people around you, the more willing you are to play for those people, to play for your friends and your teammates. So that's the goal. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, building a pro, building a true program, you know, a full encompassing program, which is awesome. Oh man. <clears throat> so I mean, even I would, for me, even part of that was like sheets, you know, so the, the the emotional intelligence stuff that he's about, you know, about being vulnerable. Like when you get that chance and you know those people that well enough, those people start to, you know be vulnerable and talk and, and, and you can kind of trust those people to and get better for sure. Right. Um, and I think one, one big thing is when you get to that level of vulnerability, you don't back down from confrontation. So oh, that's good. I, I think so many times when coaches don't know the players well enough, um, you don't go to a confrontation level. So you never know your kids well enough to really challenge them and find out about them. Um, and I, I think that's a piece that I've had to learn and really look into is the relationship to a, to a different level and just knowing the kids on a different level. And that comes a lot with spending more time with them. I think that the more time I spend in the weight room and see their personalities and the more time I get to talk to them on the field and the more time I see them in our long toss programs and our, our bullpen sessions, the more I get to know uh, their tendencies and, and who they are and um, what drives them, what fuels them. And I think you can't talk to every kid the same. You can't, uh, I have a, a right fielder, um, <laughs> who is an unbelievable kid. He has a great personality, um, but he'll flip out on himself sometimes. I mean, he'll just flip out and he'll show body language, you know? And if I'm, a, if I'm just coming into coaching, like I, early on in my career, uh, if he shows me that body language, I'm going to lose my mind on him. Yeah. Oh, you know, because I'm not about body language. I don't like it. We talk about it a lot. And, but now uh, at this point, you know, I, that kid his body language is, is not giving up on himself. And it's, it's not saying, you know, I, I quit or, or he's not, that's not why he's doing it. His body language is more, I'm so frustrated because I want to compete and do so well for this team. And the only reason I know that is because I've got to know that kid, you know, I've got to know him on a deeper personal level where I can go confront that kid and be like, look, man, I know what it's about. I know you want to succeed. I know you want this team to succeed. And I know that's why you're doing it. But here's what other people see when that happens. So how can we get to a point where we, we squash that and we figure out how to do it another way? Mm. So, and, and I think that's a huge piece um, for me learning different uh than i than i would as a young coach as a young coach i would have just been like you know go sit the bench watch your body language you know so run you know yeah right right go run line. Yeah. yeah burpees <laughs> <laughs> so like and it sounds too like you're also about asking questions because you just said here's what i'm noticing here's what we're doing right. how can we do this better so it seems like you're asking more questions too Oh, yeah, you you have to open yourself up to being vulnerable. I mean, your kids need to know that you don't have it all figured out. Um, and, and I don't think you can fake kids out. So I think you allowing yourself to be vulnerable with them and, and you 
You know, I'm not scared to admit I made a mistake to my kids. I'm not scared to say that. I'm not just scared to say, you know what, that's my bad. I, I left the pitcher in too long. Um, you were you were laboring, and I didn't see it when I should have, and that's not on you. That's my bad. I got to do a better job, and I'm not scared to do that. I'm not scared to 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 take that and, and wear it. Um, and I'll let them know. I'll let them know after the game. You know, I, that's my fault. I didn't. I didn't Maybe I shouldn't. I should have sent a runner, and I didn't send a runner. Or maybe I reacted some way that I shouldn't have reacted, um, and didn't realize what was going on. That's my fault. You know, I, I'm, I'm not perfect, uh, and I think when kids can see that you're vulnerable, they're more willing to share how they're vulnerable, uh, and, and you get to know each other, and that's a deeper connection. That I, I just think that allows for adjustments way more. Uh, then you're not breaking through the wall and trying to figure a kid out why they're doing some or, or treating it like a cookie cutter. Um, you know, David Webb told me, um, you know, it, it can't it can't be a one size fits all. You know, and I love that because it, it you can't you you can't especially with what kids go through this day. Yeah, kids all the time. There's no way I could be a teenager. Zero. <laughs> I wouldn't make it nowadays. Um, I couldn't do what you guys do. So they need to know you understand. I think that's a huge piece of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> and like I said, they're, they'll play more for you, but then they're also going to open up more, more for you. And you can work through, you can work through a lot of the stuff. You know? Right. Right. Mm. Oh yeah, man. So like when it, you going through your career, like when had that changed? Like you said, you said like through like a younger, like a younger me would have just been all over the guy. Like when did that change, man? Um, I think there's a huge difference in you knowing the game as a player and you coaching the game as a coach. I think so many people play this game and you know it from a player's standpoint. Okay, you 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 know what you would do on the field as a player. Mm-hmm. That that is totally different than you relaying to twenty four other guys what your expectations are, and then you piecing it together. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I think when I first got into coaching, I, I was real young, and um, I was looking at it from this is what I would have done as a player. Mm-hmm. No, this is in trying to do that one size fits all aspect and um, not realizing about how the game fits together as you're going. And it goes back to what you said about game management. Uh, I think that there is no substitute uh, for experience and, and just being able to manage a game. There really isn't. And um my mentor, Trent Mongero, um, I, I, that's probably the, the thing I learned from him the most. You know, I was a head coach, and then he called me and was like, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do things different, and, and he called me and was like, are you interested in, in being assistant coach? I, I'd known him and worked camps for him for two years, and I was like, absolutely, man. I, I, need, to, I need to be under somebody and just soak it all in yeah. on how to how – to, you know, look at this game from a different perspective and just seeing uh, what what went into the little things of practice and, and managing a game and, and and how to 
uh, big thing for me is, you know, how do I take these 21 outs and, and how do I extend them on my side and how do I shorten them on the other side? Um, can I make the game 19 outs for them? And can I give myself, you know, 23 outs? Mm -hmm. You know, can I extend an inning for me and limit it for them? So how do I do that? And I think that I learned a lot about uh, just looking at the game as a whole, then being able to break it down and, and kind of see how to manage it uh, for all those nine guys on the field and those those guys in the dugout. Um, you know, I think all too often uh, coaches don't trust uh, their players that are prepared. Uh, you've asked those 23 guys on – I had 24 this year, 23, 24 guys on varsity. You've asked them to prepare – for eight months. So when a game comes and, and, and you're in the game, it, it, you're telling them you don't trust them if there's a situation where they should go, it doesn't happen. You know, I see coaches ride their, their starting pitcher and just ride them, just ride them. You've got four other guys that have thrown competitive bullpens all year and, and they're never getting a chance. You know, and I understand you want your number one to throw, your number two to throw. Those starting guys are big for you. But there has to come a point where you say, you know what, I trust you. You you put in the preparation. Let's go. And those type of things were huge for me, man, to piece the management aspect of the game together. Trust in their preparation. Right. Being able to trust. Well, really, it's your preparation. Right. Because like you said, your expectations yeah. are their actions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's your preparation. So – you're basically saying, I don't trust you to go in the game, which means you didn't trust yourself or what you gave that kid. So it really comes back on you. Well, if you were a type of leader that you are, that's for Dag, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning. You know? I'm learning, man. Right. We all are definitely learning. But, you know, we all know those leaders that it's not their fault. We all know those guys because, yeah, they're not vulnerable. You know, they're not, you know, right. they're not talking their team the way that you are. And showing that I'm not a perfect or I made these mistakes, they won't do that. You know, that's about their ego. And so yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, so we definitely know those guys. And um, but man, that's great. You said, I mean, I love that about not trusting the player's preparation. <laughs> but like at the same time, like you said, it kind of came full circle of like, it's really not trusting my preparation of this player. Right. Because I prepared that player for this moment, and maybe well, my, my levers aren't ready to go, you know. Well, that's, right, that's, I, I, oh, and man, that, that played so out for me in in the uh, in I guess what the the uh, Sweet Sixteen game. Yeah, that uh, played out for me huge. I have a, a lefty that is also a first baseman, and um, he threw huge innings for us in that game and he had only thrown maybe 10 innings all year. Um, but every time he got in the bullpen, you know, he, he's, he's throwing his two seam. Well, um, he's pounding the strike zone. And so, you know, we gave him the baseball, you know, he's prepared for it. He's got a bulldog mentality. It was his time. It was that swing moment that he belonged in. Uh, and he performed, you know, so you got to give the kid a chance. Yeah, and and I think you know that was one thing. I, I mean, going through a little bit of my experience, we we won that we won the first state championship in school history in fourteen, and a, one of the big things I remember through that year was like, 
just coming through and, and even before that is like guys need so a lot of times the preparation you can do competitive bullpens all you want but there is nothing there is nothing that's going to give him that experience like like you said there's nothing that substitutes experience experience is game experience like getting in the game whether it's an out a pitch an, uh, uh, an inning you know they need to get in the game so you having that lefty and finding hey this is a good spot for him so yeah we got to get him in right now to give him this experience you know like where we had a guy too that people were uh, we're gonna rush this kid other kid back like no like this we've been preparing this kid all year long he's got to take this start to give our kid like he can maybe get our our guy can maybe go two innings he can't go six right you know? so our guy gave us we, we were hoping four he gave us five right uh, and because but he had prepared for that you know and so I think have you did you find do you find like with that lefty during the season that you found places that you needed to get him into a game? Yeah, you know, um, I had this written written in my notebook. Uh, Butch said, would you rather win a game 10 to 2 or 10 to 6? And that, that resonated with me in so many ways because in that 10 to 2 baseball game in your season, your regular season, there is an opportunity for you to find out something about a kid right then. Mm. Um, so, you know, if, if I can win 10 to six instead of 10 to two, but I had two or three innings where I found something out about somebody and got them that game experience you're talking about, um, then we're better off for it when we get down the road. Mm. So that that is huge. And I think about that all the time. Where can I get meaningful innings in a game in a competitive atmosphere for this kid that will pay off when we get to that really, really meaningful game that he has to go in? You know, and he had those innings. That the lefty I'm talking about had those innings. Yeah. He he had thrown spot innings all year, but he had competed his tail off. So when it came that time, you know, it wasn't a surprise for me. It wasn't like, let's flip a coin and just hope it happens. Um, I knew he was going to compete and give us a chance, and he did. I mean. Your preparation. Again, and then you trusted your preparation. Right. Young man. And because the, the way you also prepared him, so you did trust it. I think, man, that's wild. That's a pretty powerful statement, man. Like, I, I never, I never thought of it like that. Too honestly, like you're, yeah, we're we're saying this guy's not good enough, but it's also like we're not pr- trusting even our preparation of this kid for this moment. Right. Pretty powerful. Well, that's pretty awesome. Oh man, that's good. That's really good, dude. So, like, what other like what big lessons did you get a chance to learn through like this time, this second time around? So, um, I, mean, I know it's still pretty early, but I mean, does anything kind of like stick out to you? You know, just just the the little things about the game. It's amazing how big they play when the stage is bigger. You know, I had the conversation not long ago. You know, I I would I would rather watch college baseball than I would major league baseball because it relates so much more to what we do. Yeah. Um, on our stage and how we have to manage the game. And, and, you know, our team, one through nine, we have to be able to bunt. 
you, you have to. And we spend a lot of time doing that uh, and, and in different scenarios. And we create scenarios and, and they, they have to be able to do it. And so those type of things that play in the college game, that play in the high school game as well, um, it's amazing, you know, looking back, seeing those little swing points that started by being able to do the little things correctly. Uh, and I think, you know, I was most proud of them for accepting, you know, and sometimes a, a young kid, they don't like to give themselves up or they don't like uh, to do things that aren't the the sexy part of baseball, mm. you know, and, and they, they really bought into who they were um, and, and did those things that, that they needed to do to be successful. So that was huge. Um, we hit three home runs on the year as a team. Dang. Yeah. Hit one in the regular season, two in the playoffs, um, three home runs as a team, but it's just not a big part of the high school game anymore. It really isn't. Right. And, and I tell them all, I tell them all the time, you know, you can go ahead and, and the percentages of games that are won uh, on a sacrifice bunt or, on a well-timed steal in high school um, are way, way more than a two-run shot or a three-run shot. I mean, those percentages uh, engulf home runs. Um, so uh, even <laughs> PFPs, uh, being able to fill the button, um, being able to, to, to hit a cutoff, man, those things are huge in high school baseball. So much more so than than a two run home run or three run home run, and, and I think I was really proud of the fact that that these guys I coached this year really bought into that aspect of the game, and um, it showed that it, it paid off. You know? Yeah. So like you talked about there, like you said, your identity. So like, is that something that you kind of pushed? Is that something that kind of came up with uh, when you talk about their identity? Was that based off of like their skill set and say, hey, like we're not going to hit the ball at the ballpark. We got to do this. Or is it about like, you know, your core values? Like, was it was it about like the skill set, like identity, or was it something you bought into like being like blue collar or relentless or something like that? Right. Um, you know, I have a, I have a few guys that that can do it, um, but you know, I, I think you you have to if you're going if those things play for you, um, probably two, three, four, five in your lineup are can do it. Yeah. And and we just didn't have that. So, you know, asking a kid, I, I would never ask a kid to go swing and just just being able to see and know what team it is. And I think you have to know your individual players in your team. But knowing the team uh, one through nine and, and really, you know, I need to see how this game plays out in my head one through nine and what percentages um, we're dealing with as far as. You know, where – and I actually moved probably my, my power hitter. Um, I moved him to the leadoff role this year just because, one, his own base percentage is out of the roof. Mm -hmm. He's probably our best base runner. Um, and, three, he's not scared to take one in the back. Okay, so him being on base and being on run bases is way more beneficial for us than him hitting a home run. Mm -hmm. So those type of things, knowing your players and the identity um, of your players, 
helped us. And when I when I moved him, I I don't know what the exact number is, but I think when I moved him to lead opposition, uh, we might have went like twenty one and three the rest of the year. Mm. So, I mean, knowing those knowing how how your team fits together um, is huge. You, you have to put those pieces of the puzzle together. So, like, all right, let's finish my notes, man. Because um, uh, I love that, just being able to know your, again, knowing your players, uh, and not even so much for, like we said, from, like, a vulnerability standpoint, just us trying to get better, but also for us to try to mold the lineup. And, and right. uh, like you said, that helps build build practice plans and why you're spending so much time on your small ball when maybe in other years you didn't have to do that, you know? Um, so like what, um, like I'm just getting into like, I'm thinking like classroom sessions, you know, like, are, are, are you, are you guys big into the classroom? Like, are you getting into this thing when you did talk about identity or when you did talk about maybe like what you're going to do now? Is it something that you foresee? Like, Hey, we have to spend more time here because staying on the mountain, like you said, is staying on top is a lot different than getting to the top. Yeah, we, we do. Um, we do a lot of video breakdown. Uh, okay. And we do that as a group and, and also individual. I, I break down, uh, I film a lot of uh, cage sessions that they have and a lot of our early season BP. And um, we, we do a lot of character talk and, and things about, you know, how do you be a better person? Uh, I'm, I'm really, I think that's huge. I, w- I want them when they leave the program, uh, like a lot of coaches, I, I want them to, first of all, know that I love them. Second of all, um, know that I love them for more than a baseball player. And, and then I want them uh, to be better people, husbands, uh, fathers, and, and have some, some character and identity uh, more so uh, growing into young men that are going to allow them to be uh, successful, productive citizens, first of all. So awesome for us. And, and, and we talk about that a lot. Um, I have a card uh, that I made um, last year. It's, a character card and it's and it basically it says you know these are these are things that people in this program uh are going to possess as people first of all um and, and on that card and and you know and i challenged them you know i don't want to have to take that that's that's your character card that's your card as a as a man a young man in this program uh, if i have to take that card or i have to talk to you about that card that means we got bigger issues than this baseball team. So um, I challenged them a lot with that, especially early on. Uh, and then, you know, it's a full grind when the season starts. So that, so you, that is in the – You literally give them a card that has these values on them. And then you yes. you say, I, I want your card because you didn't do X, Y, and Z, and we have a conversation about it. Oh, yeah. I'll take it and be like, you know, um, here here's what I'm seeing. Here's what you're not fulfilling. Yeah, uh, this is a pack that we made together. Um, it's something we got to talk about. Something you got to fix. Mm. I'm not just giving you, you know, you, you know. If I do that, it's something that they know is a pretty big deal, uh, and, and something that we need to we need to get fixed. And until I see those changes, um, we're gonna have an issue. And, and, and do you keep the card until they get that back, and then you give them back the card? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep it, uh, 
you know, I had it made special. It's got our logo on it, and it's, yeah. I put it in a package, and it's got their name on it, um, and they, they keep it in the um Um, this reminds me of so the Trotsky base. So like with, you know, of course you have Trent and Nate. Is this right. like Nate's like Nate's like kind of based off of, I think Nate has what it's six, six, uh, is it six things. He six, has? Tool. six tools. Yeah. The six, the six, the things tool. that Nate had. Um, no, not really. I think Nate's is a lot of things he does are, are geared towards, uh, you know, being a good person, but then things on the field that you need yeah. to, do mindful things on the field, um, you know, about clearing, clearing your mind and let's, let's get back into action. And, uh, those little things that he's absolutely genius about. Um, yeah. and you know, he has a, what I really like, one of the things that, that we did as a surface field element card and, and, uh, we, we got those for our kids. Um, so when we go play on a different field, cause we play on turf, um, and I love the fact, you know, Nate was at our place and, and he was talking about this surface field element card. And, you know, kids don't think about that. So we play on turf. You know, it's totally different than when we go to a natural field. Mm-hmm. So we really, really concentrated on, you know, what's the surface like, first of all. So outfielders, you go figure it out. What does the fence field play like? What does the grass play like? Are we snaking? Um, are there holes? Is it deep? Um, is it thick? You know, what's the surface? I need to know what the field, what the dimensions are. Do we have a lot of foul territory? Uh, where are the lights located? What's our communication patterns? Um, are there lips on the infield? Uh, what, how deep are, I mean, all those things that go in, how deep's the backstop? You know, uh, where's the dirt play like? And then the elements, um, is it slick? Is it raining? Is it cold? Is it windy? Uh, all those things are huge communication yeah. specs for those kids, man. And I really, really like that. Um, and we, I adopted that and took that from him um, and put it in the program. But th- this is more of a card that I just – I really am, am concerned about, you know, young men being young men of character. So it just kind of came up with uh, – I really more so uh, probably got it from Sheets where, you know um, – you have your your student person or your person student player. Yep. Player's the last thing on that. Uh, so we have to hit all these going in the right direction before we even worry about what kind of player you are. Because mm. it's been said time and time again, it only takes one to ruin the temperature of the team. Right. You know, it only takes one. So you know, those, those aspects have to be in play. Um and, and I'm, you know, I, I've made hard decisions as a coach, um, talented players. I've made hard decisions because you know, I just felt like the unity of those players and character um, were going to be better off by making some of those hard decisions early. Mm-hmm. Addition by subtraction. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. So, like, you talked about, like, <clears throat> you said we made this pact. You know, like, going back to the carriage card, we made this pact, and the, as you're not, you're kind of not fulfilling your needs. It sounded like, so you do, like, evaluations 
Is that something you do like at the end of fall? Do you have like phases like Chuck, you know, Chuck does different phases. Um, so do, is that something you just talk about? Is it all the time? You know, I, I know as much as you're trying to get to know your kids. So um, just kind of maybe elaborate on that a little bit. You said it'd be money when you made this pact. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty much nonstop. Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel the heartbeat of the, of the kids and I, I, I try to keep a, a finger on the pulse of the program and um, walking through the locker room, you know, I, I look at things and, and people's emotions and, and, that they might not know that, that I'm really in tune with. And uh, I would say two to three, we always meet uh, before practice. We have a team meeting and, and I'll lay out the practice plan and uh, lay out the goals for the day and what I want to see and uh, try to leave no stone unturned in that aspect. And then um, a lot of times I have just a, a quick, you know, character talk or a quick, you know, this is, this is what I see. You know, I, 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 and I'm not scared to be emotional in front of my kids. And, um, probably one of the greatest stories I have on the team this year is from a senior that hasn't played a lot. Um, that really took a, a younger kid in under his wing, uh, and probably saved that kid. And, mm. and that kid is going to turn out to be a, a really good baseball player because, Another kid in our program, his character was bigger than baseball. Um, and, and, you know, I, and I told that kid, you know, I don't care what happens, what you did for that kid means more to me than anything that will ever happen on this field this year. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a kid grew up in our program and was so unselfish that he went out and saved another kid in our program from going down the wrong road. You know, that, that is, is what I'm talking about. That's a champion right there. That's a championship effort and play. Absolutely. I mean, play when it matters the most. Man. Yeah. Right. Right. Talk about when you, like you said, you've already mentioned that, man. You've mentioned that about playing when it matters most. That's when it matters most when somebody 100%. really needs you. And that guy steps up in the time when it really mattered the most. Awesome. So like this character card, is that something that as a program you kind of came up with, like these are the values or is it something like you talk as a staff or just something that just kind of just kind of came? Yeah, I, I just started putting it together and, you know, I reached out to my staff. I have an unbelievable staff uh, that works their tails off and is loyal as they come. And, you know, I reached out and said, what, what are some characteristics you, you think our program should be built on? And, um, what are things that are the strongest to you uh, looking back that, that you, that you think these kids need? And, um, and we kind of just came up with it as a staff and I, I, I made it, uh, I, I guess, whatever program it is on, on the computer. I just, I sent our logo in typed it in and, you know, they sent it to us. It was, it's awesome. I mean, what, what is, what's huge for me Um my kids don't know it, but, you know, I gave it to them and, and didn't say anything else about it, but keep it in your locker. And then when I look around the, the locker room and, you know, the majority of kids have got them is posted and hanging up outside of their locker so they can see it all the time. That uh, is a big deal to me. Uh, and, and they wouldn't know that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it to them, but 
just seeing them really accept it and, and take, you know, kind of the challenge was big. Yeah. Take ownership of it. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. They took ownership of it, man. They bought into it, man. That's big time. Now, did you see, is that something this year? Is that something that this year that you did was a little different or is that something you've had for years? Yeah. That was something I did a little different this year. Wow. Yeah. A little different. And I added that and, uh, you know, I, I, I had some stickers made with our emblem on it and, um, it says compete because in the end, that's what I want you to do. I just want you to compete. And and they put that on their, their bats or on their helmet or under their hat. Um, just as a reminder, you know, I, all I want you to do is compete. I just want you to compete your tail off. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I just want you to compete. So little things like that. I'm a visual person. Yeah. I need these things and I'm, I'm visual. So, um, I did that as much for me as I did for them. Sure. Just keeps reminding it and keeps in the forefront, keeps it up uh, uh, in the front. Right. Range, 100%. You know, but I would say like, how, you know, what is your process now looking at like moving forward with the next year? Something that you continue with, you try to do a little differently, you know, what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, that's probably something that, that I'll continue with as far as challenging them. Um, you know, I might I might change the delivery up a little bit or uh, the look of it a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm huge on, on, on the social media stuff. I, I like coming up with stuff and, and, you know, making it look presentable. So um, I'll probably change it up a little bit, but it'll be the same message, you know. And, and that's another thing where you got to kind of feel the heartbeat of your team. You got to have a pulse on it to see, you know, what works and um, – what what might be generic to today's teenager you know they they think a little differently than we do so sure. um you kind of have to to figure out you know what works and and i think it's very important you can't be scared to fail man you can't be scared to fail as a coach if you have an idea that you like don't be scared to put it out to your team um because if you don't you you don't know what works and what doesn't work I mean, you have to, and that goes back to the vulnerability that we talked about. You know, um, <laughs> I think a lot of coaches are are scared their their kids won't think they're cool. Yeah. You no, know, I don't. I don't. I don't care if you don't think I'm cool. I, I really don't. I, and I mean, I got I got plenty of young assistant coaches that are a lot cooler than I am that get <laughs> kids and and they can they can handle that role. Um, but I, I just want them to you know, buy into the concept of one, I'm going to work my tail off as hard as I can. And two, I'm going to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Oh man. Oh, it's been a great year, huh? It's been yeah. a great year. We got to play year. baseball. I know that. Yeah. You got to play baseball Perfect. this year. Yeah. And it's been great for me to be able to get a chance to meet you this year, man. Like I, you know, I just it's been phenomenal, man. Just to see and then see all the success that you have. I mean, it wasn't a surprise, but man, it's just great to see, you, buddy. Yeah, that uh that, that session we started out with really fired me up about you know getting back in it, meeting guys that are passionate about the game. And man, I can't tell you how many people I've reached out to. I'm like, let's what are we doing? Let's do it again. Let's go, man. I need you fire me up, refuel me. Let's go. Let's yeah. So yeah, that yeah. that was an awesome way to start it off for sure. It was. It really was, man. And it just, oh, it is. And it's so great to see everybody. Just you know, see these guys just 
success after success and guys are doing, you know, going deep into it. It's just great to see, man. But man, buddy, like we're already here like hour into it, buddy. Like we're rolling. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you talk about social media, man. What's the best way for guys to get in touch with you, buddy? Like, what would you say? Like best way to. Uh, you can, you can reach me on, uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm not, I'm not really sure what it is. Coach flow. Is it coach flow? I think it's coach flow. Um, uh, you can obviously email me, uh, my school account is probably the best. Um, North hall high school. Uh, we have a, a Twitter page, uh, a Facebook page that I, ah, keep. it's at Trevor flow at Trevor flow. Yeah. At Trevor Flow, you know, and and most of my posts that I ever make on Twitter are really that's kind of a dialogue to myself, uh, kind of reminders to myself as a coach on things that that I I find uh, important and and want to, you know, it's kind of a notebook for me that might help other coaches. And, um, and another thing I've learned I think is huge is the co- the coaching community. Uh, as competitive as we are, you know, early on, I was like, it's me against you. It's, you know, it's, it's coach against coach, and, and I got to be you. And, and really, it has nothing to do with that. You're, you are competing against the game. You're coaching against the game. Um, and very rarely are there any coach against coach instances. And, and I think that's a huge lesson for young kids to – to learn, um, I, I thoroughly enjoy just talking and learning from from amazing coaches. And, and now, now I'm at a point where, you know, even the ones I coach against, the, the things that they do, um, even if I get out coached, I'm like, you know, I, I got to write that down. Um, I got to, you know, I, I want to know, you know, how how they did that or what their mindset is and. And they're a coach just like you're a coach. And it's not me against you. It's me against that baseball uh, that's being thrown. And you got to catch it and you got to hit it and you got to throw it. And you got to figure out how to do that more consistently and better than the other team. And, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely, man. It's, it's funny just how it does work out like that. I think just, I guess, being young, you know, like, you got to make a name for yourself and you're, you're, you're trying to do what's right. And you just feel like it's just, yeah, it's you versus the world. Right. You know, like you wonder, could it be, could it, could it, could it be any different? Like you think as a young coach, could you just come out right away and thinking it's about you in the game? You know, I would take a really mature um, person and that goes back to the experience, I think. And um, so many people want to be head coaches and, and they, and they just, they want to have their name. And, and uh, I think, you know, our record at North Hall, since I've been at North Hall, it's like 214 and 80. Um, but I, I honestly would have zero problem being a, an assistant coach to a great coach, you know, I, I, because you, you get to compete at the game. You know, I think so many young people want to jump into being a head coach and you just – you don't – you've never sat behind somebody and watched how they coach the game and learn from them and just soak it up. And, 
and see all these different aspects. And, and if you could, you know, do it more than once with more than one coach. You know, be under a great coach in the high school season and then go find a great coach in the summer season and, and ask questions and soak it up. Reach out to people that have been successful. You know, I, I want to know. I want to know what Chuck Box does. I want to know how he's so detailed. And, and, you know, tell me that. Tell me, show me, teach me, and, and let me figure that out. And, and you, you know, I want to know the little, the little things that these great coaches that we sat in that room with do. You know, I, I want to know how, how Adam Mosley uh, manages superstar after superstar on a team and, mm-hmm. and, and, and how they get better, you know, because when you got a superstar on your team, you got to figure out how, how to make that kid better and make him part of the team too. You know, so how do you manage a superstar like you would manage a normal kid that's not going to college? And how do you congel them into a team? I want to know those kind of things. You know, those, right. those things are huge to find out from coaches. And I think so many young coaches are so gung-ho about put my name on that head coach and let me roll. When, yeah. when <laughs> man, you don't – coaching baseball is the easy part of that. Yeah, that's the, that's the easy part. You ain't even talked about the off the field or – those other aspects about you're very rarely going to be liked and you'll be on the Island a lot of the time. And you're always going to be questioned. You could do everything right. And somebody is going to find something that you, they didn't think you did right. And, and how do you deal with that? How do you grow from that? So. Mm-hmm. You're saying this year, like, you know, mask protocol protocols and COVID stuff, you oh know, dealing with, all of, you know, dealing with all of that stuff. Let alone what you're trying yeah. to coach baseball. And then, yeah, I'll tell you something crazy. Uh, we're about to play in the Sweet 16 game against the number two ranked team in the state, mm. um, who everybody's basically said, you know, this is for the state championship. But um, we're taking BP, and they come get my starting third baseman out of the dugout, say, you were contact tracing. You're, you're, you can't play this series. Oh, my. Talk about that. And then I have to – I go to a freshman who has never played in any of varsity baseball in his life. and But I know he's prepared. Once again, I've, I've watched him work his tail off just like, you know, in varsity. And I just said, all right, man, next guy up. You can't be too big. Let's go to work. And he absolutely played his – tail off and oh that's awesome story man and and the smile on his face and that confidence builder and uh just the fact that that he looked and said you know the coaches believe in me uh that'll play huge dividends for him down the line it really will oh my gosh what a what a story man talk about a true test of a team and of course it's got to be right before the game started too um, it was during BP. During you talk BP. about having to handle your emotions as a coach now. <laughs> oh, oh. That 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 battle tested me in a hurry. I promise. Oh my lord! During BP, up oh, son. I'm sorry, you're not gonna play. Oh my. Yeah. And like you said, against oh. see, just stuff like that, man. You know, like just makes it so special. Stuff like that, you'll just hold on to. Right. Oh, that's phenomenal. That kid on that, this stuff will never, 
Did that did that kid did that kid know coming back for the state championship? Yeah, he was able to uh, come back the next series. All right, good. That's yeah. Good. yeah, that's good. His season wasn't finished there. Able to finish. He actually, uh, yeah, right. He played huge for us down the stretch. Huge. Automatic defensive third baseman, and we're playing against a team that lays down bunts and likes to run. And you know, our third baseman is making those calls and. All of a sudden, he's just taking off the field. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! And you gotta, yeah, you said you gotta keep him under control to keep yourself ready to manage this game. Right, right. Oh, Lord, what timing! Those people. Oh my goodness! Wow, dude, man, I, I can't, I can't thank you enough, man. This has been phenomenal. This has been phenomenal. I really loved it. Love it. Make, really got me, helped me get better. Uh, love the character card stuff, man. That was phenomenal. The stories. I knew you would have great stories this year, just from this year. And, and like I said, I knew there was a, like, I was, I was interested, wanted to learn just about the, the differences between, you know, what you saw between the regular season and the postseason. Right. This year. Right. That was solid. Uh, oh, oh, one thing. Well, infield wise, I know infield wise, we talk, we talk about shifting a lot too. Like, do you guys get into that much of that this year? Oh, we don't, um, <clears throat> we don't, we didn't shift very much. Uh, if we did shift, it's, it's more towards tendencies, uh, deep in the postseason. Um, but we, I mean, we played some teams that shifted, but I, I think that there, there wasn't enough. I'm not against it. I really am not. I'm not, I'm not against it. Um, I just think that every all of our odds this year didn't really ever favor into a shift uh more more of the shifting that we would do uh would be outfield wise you know i tendencies there uh pinching gaps um little things like that taking the center fielder to a certain spot i mean we did way more of that than we did infield wise oh, okay okay i don't know it was always a hot topic we you know we discussed all that stuff and you know, but yeah, I'm sure that, man, you probably took a lot with you guys got doing small ball, you know, Coach Webb, you know, Dave Webby, he's all about that. A lot of yeah, you know, I, I've, I've talked with him all the way through. Um, you know, I just grasped on the things that he was saying, you know, in, in those little little sessions we had at the hotel and, uh, you know, talking to him and, and <laughs> one of the one of the best lines that I always text him is, you got to go out and play chess, not checkers. Yes, right. How do we go out? How do we play chess today? You know, everybody else playing checkers. How do we go out and play chess and, and do it a little bit better? So, you know, little things like that are huge. Yeah, they are. Yeah, fun stuff, man. Like, that's why thinking about first and thirds, defensive, you know, how we play in chess here, not checkers. <laughs> that is definitely, definitely. Come back to your practice play. Like, are we playing chess or are we playing checkers? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I sent him some ideas early. The year I was like, this, this is, this has to work, and he was like, dude, I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him, oh, I mean, I reached out to all those guys. Jeff Sherman, you know, I reached out. We're we're facing uh, Velo, you know, ninety three plus, and you know, I want to know, you know, he's very successful at what he does hitting wise. I, I want to know. You know what, what? What's my best method going in to prepare my kids for for facing this? You know, I want to get ideas. You know, so 
the coaching community is is unbelievable. It really is. There are some absolutely just dudes out there. I mean, sure. you, all those guys we mentioned, those guys are just dudes. I don't. I want. I don't want my name mentioned with those guys. I, I want to just be in a room. Give me a pad. Go up there and let's just start talking and let me ride. Yep. Be the dumbest guy in the room. Hundred percent. Down with that, man. You just uh, me and you'll be sitting there in the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> I just happen to like. That's why I said I'll just get the microphone. You know, we'll just record these things. Cause I'm just like. Just let me know how you do this, man. Like, this would be great. This would be great. And let's talk about it. Aubrey, this has been awesome, man. You know, but yeah, keep learning, buddy. Keep it up, man. It's great. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm really thankful to have this time to talk to you again, man. We haven't touched base in a while, and it was really cool. Awesome to see you. Congratulations again, man. It's Thank awesome. You. Thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate yeah. you. Let me come on talk some baseball. It was awesome. Coach Flo from North Hall High School in Georgia. Just repping it. Loving it. Just love the conversation. One of the free-flowing conversations literally hit record, rocked and rolled, and we just ran. And um, uh, was just a banger. Love this talk about knowing his kids. First and foremost, you know, being able to know those kids, knowing how each person you need to talk to differently, uh, his extended column, knowing what's here's what's going to hurt us in the playoffs. Thought that was a great tidbit of information. Um, expectation of two hundred ground balls, two hundred ground balls for your infielders. Put in the work. You know, he's like you said, he got to the point where he has infielders that are now ready because they put in the time, they put in the work. You know, just take the time. It takes what it takes. I love how you talk about your, your expectation as a coach turns into your player's actions. Phenomenal. All right. We see how the ego has it too because he talked about how then you're not – coaches aren't confident in their player's preparation when it really comes down to you're not confident in the way that this, you have prepared this, this, this player for these moments. And so that you can see like he has the stories about players that had come in in these big situations, he's like, and he was and he was confident to make those changes because his preparation, how he prepared these players, and he was confident in it. It was great stuff. Um, you know, he talked about there's no one size fits all. Big difference between knowing the game as a player and what you would do as a player versus knowing the game as a coach and what we would do as a coach. Very different things. Totally agree with him there. Um, what we do as players and what we just what we see, what we done. Uh, is a lot different than when we put in the time we've had our experience and we can see, you know, the right move to make that's going to help us out further down the road. Very great, great information. Um, but just uh, love his, his character cards and how he actually gives those cards to his players and he'll take that card when they need to talk about them and have a conversation about their character and, and understand that that's the most important thing. Um that he values. That's just phenomenal. I just love his leadership. Love, love his, love his message, and um, you know it, it's awesome to see a, a great guy like Coach Flo at uh, North Hall and getting to lead young men. It's awesome. So uh, again, if you're not following him on, uh, on Twitter, please start at Trevor Flo, and um, feel free to reach out to him at North Hall High School in Georgia. 
for an email, anything you want to touch base with him about. Again, he's always willing to learn. He's a constant learner himself. So uh, I'm sure we're trying to get just as much from you if you ask him and what you're trying to get from him. So he's a uh, he's a he's a man. So again, Coach Flo can't thank you enough. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here and enjoying our 64th episode. I will keep rocking it because I just love these conversations and you know get a chance to talk to some really great guys and it helps me get better uh, and it also helps me understanding trying to keep pushing the game forward and uh, loving the guys that are um, keep sharing the podcast and and trying to keep growing the game and you know we can help um, help our young men you know we're in some tough times man so like we could all use a little bit. And until next week, keep getting better.